When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. You think if you, you show the average high schooler a rotary phone, they would know what to do with it or how to <laughs> operate a, it? Not a clue. I bet they wouldn't even know how to operate a not rotary phone. Like with the dialing, because everything you just put in, you know, call Jen Jordan and it just does. Just having to know what somebody's number actually is. Oh, yeah. It's like I have to quiz myself every couple of days to make sure I know what Jacob's number is. My own kid, I don't have memorized. Yeah. (laughs) There was some video out a while back of two teenagers trying to figure out how to use a rotary phone that got some attention. I saw that. I remember that. Yeah. And, and they don't. <laughs> they don't pick up the phone. They don't pick up the phone before they dial. Right. They don't. Oh, okay. Because oh. they don't. They don't realize you need to spin the rotary all the way around with the phone off of the receiver, and well, every they, time <laughs> they don't know what a dial tone sounds like. Right. Well, what's crazy is like it's a. It's a pulse on a line, an actual wire, True. which is how the technology was original, you know, like originally way, intended, which right. is why we have these words that we use, but we don't use <laughs> them, but it doesn't work that way anymore. Yeah. So let's see. This is audio from that video. You have four minutes to dial that phone number. That's it. That's it. Four Wait, minutes. All the way from here. Yeah. Seven. Oh no, zero's all the way over. Oh. How about restart? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Seven. Then another zero. Or do you go all the way around back here? Wait, <laughs> that makes sense. Wait. Ah, yeah, yeah, we got it. Yeah, yeah, we got it. Okay, so I'll give you a hint. Your zero is correct. <laughs> Every other way you're doing it is incorrect. Eight five zero zero. So what would have been handy would have been an old, old, old newsreel, a 1936 newsreel that yeah. AT&T put out explaining how to use the back then new dial telephone. The telephones in this city will be changed to dial service and all telephone numbers will be changed. Before calling, any- because before you know you'd have to like do the crank thing, and an operator would connect you. Right, and then they they started producing <laughs> these phones with this rotary thing that you would actually have to dial yourself, and they had to put out these instructional movies oh, for people great. to watch so they know how to know, what know to how to work. Calling any number first, secure the number from your new directory, then remove the receiver and listen for the dial tone. It sounds like <laughs> this. <laughs> 
With the receiver off the hook, dial the desired number. Be sure to allow the dial to freely return to its normal position. And this is the ringing signal. If the line is busy, you'll hear this busy signal. Oh, yeah. So good. Yeah, people don't know what busy signals are either. Like when they call the radio yeah, station yeah, yeah. sometimes. When they're calling for the call secret sound, they're what like, that how do I sound? keep calling it? Sometimes it just goes like, eh, eh. It just beeps like, at me and I'm not sure what to do. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Isn't it cool, though, that we're living in a time where there is this type of video available so we can actually see what life was like? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All those years ago. Yeah, because there's no video of cavemen. There is, there are, you know, exactly. <laughs> so we only have, like, you know, rock right. paintings to go we by. we got, like, the last, what, 100 years or so? That's right. It's crazy, though. We were talking about this over the weekend, just phones in general and how it's changed just in our lifetime. Like, I, do you guys remember having a party line? Oh, yeah. Remember, like, you, you would, the actual line out on the, out on the street was shared with another house and if you picked up the phone to call and there were people talking on it, that's because the Einickner family, three streets over, is the same is line. Really? So you would I just hang know. up and go, all right, well, we'll wait till Kay gets off the phone and then we'll call. <laughs> we'll try again. I do like remember, <laughs> remember in Hazard, like our family, like I remember like my aunt and uncle didn't have a phone and only my grandma did. So my, they would like whoever wanted to talk to like my uncle Johnny or whatever, they would call my grandma's house and you would go out on the back porch mm-hmm. and yell at uncle Johnny to like come, <laughs> come over, over and talk on the phone, oh, that's which hilarious. was crazy because it was like, how do you, how do you not have a phone? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like now you would you die like with that, that one. Yeah. So last August, a uh, public library in Kansas, I guess, put out, what do they do? They, um, they installed. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Called a payphone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lawrence, Kansas. Last summer they installed a brand new payphone, and apparently kids were totally baffled by it because they didn't realize, again, you have to pick up the receiver before you're before you dial. What's your phone number? 816. Wait, which sounds it making? It's like a bang. I think it's kind of cool. I thought the dial tone was kind of cool. That's funny. Yeah. So the next call we make on Second Date Update. Yeah, let, let's go ahead and call and see why he's not calling you back. There we go. It'll be just a moment. <laughs> Be call it 20. I remember being a kid trying to win contests on the radio. We had rotary at my house. I'm like, I'm never going to get through. It's never going to happen. Because I was like, 298-9999. Great. But what was it when you would like push the button? Like it wasn't like a rotary, but it was a button and you would push like three and it would get like. Do-do-do. That's called you still had rotary, but you had a digital phone. So oh. it would like 
We had to yeah, make it was the like, sound. It was called the pulse or something? Yes, that was the pulsing. Yeah, so yeah. that it would basically mimic the sound mm-hmm. of the rotary oh. doing the clicks. Because I remember we had that because my mom said, we should probably get this internet thing. And I said, mom, we have to get touch tone first. (laughs) (laughs) We have to pay the extra $2 in order to get that. Because we'd call, you know, you'd have to call someone and and be on a customer service line and press this, two for this, three for that, four for that. Or if you have rotary, just stay on the line. That was us. We just have to stay on the line until someone answers. Was it extra? Did I get the tone? It was like, we got a credit back because we're cheap. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> now, that is the sound of technology right there. <laughs> this is, we're at Tim's house now. <laughs> I'm just trying to get on. <laughs> That's funny. Mm. I had no idea. Uh, we're trying to call Fritch. <laughs> Let's see if she's home. Oh, she's talking on the phone as usual. I've been trying to call her for two hours. Yeah. She's still yapping. Yak, yak, yak. Yeah. Right. That's, I did used to do that, though, when you would, you know, be in like fifth grade and you would be like, I'm calling Sally. And you would just sit there and talk for no reason for right. hours on the phone. <laughs> All right, we are three weeks, three weeks, people, into 2020. So have you managed to stick with your New Year's resolutions or not? Believe it or not, people are doing a surprisingly good job. Nice. 26% of people who made resolutions say they've kept them perfectly, and another 42% of people who've made them say they've mostly stuck to them. That means two-thirds of people who made New Year's resolutions are still going strong. That's great. On the other end of things, 14% of people who made resolutions say they've mostly broken them, and another 14% say they've totally broken them. And then the other 4% are, uh, I guess, not sure if they've kept their resolutions (laughs) or not. They're still trying to figure out how to work their phone. They should probably make a New Year's resolution next year to remember basic information better. So... Uh, what do we have here? When you realize it's time to end a relationship, do you dump the person immediately or do you just keep dragging it out for way too long? Yeah. The second one. Yeah. I think there's a lot of, and why is that? You just, you don't want to hurt the person's feelings. It's probably part of it, but you're probably also questioning. You know, making sure, am I absolutely sure I want out of this? Because this person does have this quality and this quality and this quality that I love and I think is great. Don't you so feel am like, I, you know, am I missing something here? Never a good time to dump someone, though. It's like, oh, but we have Valentine's Day and then we yeah. have Jeff's birthday and then we have blah, blah, blah. So I can't break up with them before then because right. then. Well, and those are the top two answers on the board. The number one answer is to put off hurting the person's feelings. And number two is just waiting for the right time. But like you said, it doesn't feel like there ever is a right time because you always have something coming up like, oh, well, we got this going on. And well, let's just get through the holidays. And oh, I don't want to do it like right before Valentine's Day. And then, oh, it's his birthday. And so you just don't you generally not knowing how and when to end. Th- there's, there's no good time. There's no good time. There's not. A, do you think there's a better time, though? Well, there's not, the there's never off. a good time, no. but is there a better time? No, because then they're going to be like, I just got fired from my job and I got broken up with in the same day. Yeah. 
Like, it, I feel like there's always something. There isn't. And, you know, th- when they react and they're mad or they're upset, they're going to throw that at you regardless. Oh you, oh, you picked a great time to do this with everything I have going on. Right. <laughs> Way to go. And then there's the issue of finding the right thing to say. How to do the breakup? How do you do it in such a way that they don't walk away feeling horrible about themselves? Not that that's your responsibility, but you do try to minimize the pain somehow. You just want to be kind. You want to be kind. You pick the fine time to leave me, Lucille, because there is no good time. Have you ever broken up with anyone, Jen? All of them. You have? Yeah. I've never. She's so lying. <laughs> you broke up with Fun Robbie. Every single one. I've never done. He left her, right? Friend Robbie well, left. Well, after yeah. After, after she got a call from ADT that her house had been robbed. <laughs> after he emptied. She's the one that got away, guys. After he emptied the bank See? account and took my PlayStation and vacuum, <laughs> I broke up with him. Right. <laughs> After he packed up all of his things and, and walked out the door, I said, you know, we're done. Yep, her I, money and PlayStation's <laughs> the one that got away. Actually. That's what it was. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, the holiday's approaching, so waiting until it's over, that's uh, reason number six. A fear of being alone, that does play into it for some people. Needing time to plan the breakup, which just prolongs it even more. Yep, their birthday is approaching. That was reason number nine. So waiting until that passes. And number 10, to avoid the hassle of dividing up your stuff. Oh, honey, I can help you with that. Just let it go. <laughs> pay for peace, man. Just a pay for peace, it's abandon ship. I don't want it. I don't need it. You don't need that you Pablo know? Cruz record that badly. That's just right. let her have it. Exactly. Then 15 years later, you're still using mix-matched utensils in your kitchen because the good stuff you got for your wedding, you just let them have. That's okay. <laughs> let them have it. Yeah. Definitely, though, every time I did break up with somebody, I it took me a long time to get there. Like I was unhappy for a while. Yeah. Before I, I feel like I do the same thing. Like you just stay in this. I could have, should have, you know. I can fix this. We can fix this. Yeah. Yeah. But doesn't have to be that way. Nope. And it doesn't have to be ugly. Nope. Always put your shopping cart back. My answer is yes. Yes. Whoops. Hold on. Hold on. Zip it. Hold on. I didn't mean to hit that. I was trying to turn Tim's mic on. And Tim's mic button is right next to the fire the commercials button. <laughs> now watch your fingers. My aim there, was sir. a little off. That's all right. Off by a bit. So when you say take the buggy back, do you mean buggy? <laughs> we'll take the buggy back. Tim. We call it the buggy. We will too, take Tim. the buggy to, back into the store or over to the cart corral. The buggy corral. I mean, he I does just... old people things, but the buggy, buggy. I don't even. The rotary two party. So... <laughs> the buggy. Aww. His candies. Man, I mean, just... I this know. is who I am, y'all. I know. God. His last lifetime was not that long ago. His last lifetime, he was a golden girl. <laughs> I think he might have been. It's so stinking cute. Aww. Oh, we love it. Oh, my God. We say this with love. I'm here for you. <laughs> so, oh. what do you do with your buggy? I usually put it in the cart corral, or if uh-huh. I'm close, I'll bring it to back the door, up to the take store. It. it depends on whatever is closer. But if I go to one of those stores, and the, there's one that comes to mind immediately where I am tempted to leave it in between two parking spaces, and depending upon how big of a rush I'm in, I might. 
Ooh. If I go to Home Goods oh. and make a heavy purchase that requires a cart for me to take it to my car, and my car is parked too far away from the front door, they have a cart. They don't have a cart corral, no, do they? That's they right. Don't. It seems so like Bed Bath and Beyond, yeah, all the way oh, back. Right. So if it's raining or yeah. if it, you know, if I'm in a rush, you just leave it. I leave it, and then I feel horrible about it. Because then I'm wondering, do they have people on staff that it's their job? Yeah. Because if they do, well, then I don't feel so bad because now I, I'm job security by me leaving that car <laughs> Or Jen, right? if it, or not even a, about that. What if a, the wind gets it and, and it yeah. jams into someone's new Jaguar? Yep. Well, very quickly, someone studied this and figure out there are five different types of shopping cart returners, <laughs> and here's how that breaks down. There are the people who always return their cart because they have a sense of obligation or they feel bad for making someone else do it. There are the never returners who feel like, hey, I'm keeping a person employed. Right. Like, you know, there are people who are paid to do this. All right. If I put him back, then there's no need for that hey, person to have a job. I'm in both these camps so far. It gives someone a job. If everyone returned their cart, that person would be out of work. Mm-hmm. All right. And then there are the convenience returners like you, Jen, people who only return their cart <laughs> if the weather is nice. <laughs> and I have time. Yeah. Uh, there are the pressure returners, people who only do it if they know someone's it's watching. watching. Yeah. Uh, I've had all of these experiences so far. And then the child driven returners, meaning parents who make their kids do it or trick them into thinking it's fun. Jacob does think it's fun and he yeah. will do it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I will, I'll put it in the stall. So that's easy. That's easy. It's I mean, just a couple me, of spaces over. It. If they've got the stalls right. there, they want you to use the yeah. stalls. And if I've got light bags or I don't need a cart to take out to my car, then I'll just kind of shove it in the general direction of where the other ones are neatly lined up, but I yeah. won't actually line it up with the others. I just kind of leave it so it's conveniently ready for the person who comes in behind me. Right. See, I have a kid, so I always park by the cart corral because if I don't, like if I load her into the car and then return and then have to run down to return it, I always have a fear that something's going to happen to her or she'll get kidnapped. Somebody will jump in your car. And, and if I knows? do park far from it, I have to like tote her all the way back to the car. So I always try to park right next to it and return. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.